you know, great, great tone setter tonight. Uh, you know, Ryan Emmons pitched very well. Talked a lot about just uh, point of emphasis of just attacking and throwing a lot of strikes, a relentless attack on the strike zone, and that's what he did for five straight innings and, and really uh, kept our defense engaged in it. I thought our defense played very well, fundamentally sound. A um, couple of nice double plays, you know, web gem catch out in the outfield, but just just very, very solid. And then offensively, felt like it was a great dynamic combination of, of speed and power, uh, some fireworks uh, with, with the home runs, two, of course, by Blake. Uh, but the stolen bases, the extra 90s, the just applying pressure, you know, so I thought just a complete game and a great tone setter, not just for the weekend, but for for the season and uh, and for the way we want Clemson baseball to look and feel and uh, really appreciate the crowd and, and uh, the energy and the packed DKS. So a lot of fun and um, just uh, just excited about Clemson baseball and the way we played tonight. Well, um, what a job by uh, freshman Jacob Gerald today. Uh, really stepped up, um, was one of the hardest workers on our team, uh, and to see him thrive in his opportunity today, um, super cool to see Jacob out there and, and looking like a true vet out there when he was catching behind the plate. Like I know you had a two home run game last season against Miami, but how cool was it to do that today in the opener? Yeah, it was just awesome to see uh, DKS packed, and credit goes to the, the coaching staff and, and everyone who, who came up with a great game plan uh, for us and just to start. And it was it was fun. It was fun to be back. Did you realize you're the first player since 07 to, to, to do that in a, in a season opener? No, sir. What's, what's that feel for you to, in, a, in this environment, his first game as the coach, to, to come up big like that? Uh, it's just awesome. It's awesome to be here. It's awesome to be back playing and uh, great feeling to get the win. Keep going. Do you feel like your game, like, again, the wind's kind of gusting out the left a little bit. I might have a chance. Eh, not really. No. It's another game. Yeah. Ryan, I noticed uh, you're using the, the weight there in between innings. Is that something new for you, or have you always done that? Uh, well, uh, it's just something uh, belly. Uh, uh, decide for be a good idea for some of the pitchers who can't or uh, trying to get ready uh, in between innings, stay ready. Um, last thing we want to do as a pitching staff is to have a really quick inning and, and come back and sit down and kind of get relaxed. Um, so it was a good idea from Coach Belly to uh, decide uh, to be able to pick up and, and stay loose in between innings. Like two, two walks, or excuse me, six walks. Just two strikeouts, the aggressiveness that you showed. A little different mindset for, for the hitters this year. Oh yeah, definitely. We're uh, we're on the go, we're on the attack, and we're going to take bases, and we're going to do anything we can to get in scoring position, to score runs. So. Have you ever been a part of a game where there's 11 stolen bases? I have not. No. So it was awesome. Good start. Did you guys see something in, in the catcher, the pitcher, the way that they, they were coming to the plate? You said, yeah, we can be aggressive against this guy. For sure. We're. I mean. It's just our mentality. As soon as we got there, we knew we were on the attack and we're going to take bases and we're going to score runs. That's how we play. It's Clemson baseball. Ryan, as a pitcher, um, kind of put yourself in, in their pitcher's shoes. How, how much pressure does that put on, on you when, when the other team is able to skip bases the way you all work? 
Well, um, I think it's all about throwing strikes, uh, being able to pound the strike zone. Um, and I felt like our whole entire staff did that today. Um, and that was the reason uh, the guys that came after me gave us a chance to win um, later in the game. So. Good job, fellas. <clears throat> All right, now questions for Coach? Coach, just obviously you've been here since last June, but to finally get this first W, what, what does this mean for you to come out here and get this first W as a Clemson head coach? You know, there's there's been so many great teams and so many great coaches. It just feels great to, to just add to, you know, this storied program. And, you know, I just feel like um, – We've got deep roots here and, you know, got the opportunity to start coaching here. And so, you know, just, just want to – it means an awful lot to me. And uh, I care a lot about this place and about Clemson and the, and the sea and uh, the Tiger Paw and Clemson baseball, of course, and just want, want the program to be awesome. And I think Clemson baseball uh, rightfully belongs on top of college baseball. So it's, it's more about just doing everything in our power to make sure – Clemson baseball restores itself where it belongs and get this program to win its first national championship. But it's it's days like today and it's it's all the preparation in between that that will allow that to happen. You've drawn this one up any better. I mean, you play extremely clean game, but uh, no, one walk given up by the pitchers and only three strikeouts by the batters, no errors, uh, and then you have you hit the long ball too. Our guys, you know, all the credit goes to them and. They, you know, I told them I was proud of them. For it's one thing to to talk about the way we're going to do it; it's another thing to go out and execute it. And and I thought they were uh, they were outstanding tonight in all phases, uh, pitching, defense, offense, and and just a mindset that just they were going to apply pressure and be on the attack, and that's what it looked like. Is this how, is this how you imagined this day would be when you were building up to it? That it would be this way, this atmosphere, that kind of game. It, it, the crowd was awesome. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I was envisioning because 21 years ago, this, the crowd here was hostile. And uh, playing here, being in the other dugout, which was not a fun experience for three, three years at Maryland, but we were here in 2011, and that was coming off the World Series year, and the crowd was even more hostile. Uh, and so I just, you know, I envision Doug Kingsmore Stadium, when teams leave here, they're saying, that's the toughest place we've ever played. It, that's that 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 environment is so hostile, man. We don't want to go back there. And um, so it was great to see a packed house or, or close to packed house. Um, but I, I know there's there's so much more, and we'll get this place rocking for sure. I think play like that, people want to come watch. Eric, with the stolen bases, like y'all y'all are still in a living game. Obviously, last year, Michigan. I mean, this is not. I'm sorry, that's just an aggressive mindset. It seems like that y'all had tonight that didn't. I think you just you try to weaponize an offense to score runs. You never want to be one-dimensional. You don't want to only rely on the long ball. You don't want to only be a bunt run type team. You want to be able to do it all. And so for a lot of times that's just, you know, either taking what the opponent gives you, taking what the conditions of the field or the ballpark give you. And, and tonight it was a the conditions were favorable for the long ball, and you know it just so happened that we were able to to capitalize on on the base pass with the stolen base. So 
we always will run an offense. The running of the offense is about a run scoring offense. And so we just always want to weaponize our guys to be able to be dynamic, to score in multiple ways. And when you can do multiple ways, you can, you can run and hit the long ball. You know, that usually is conducive for double-digit scoring and, and high offense. And so, you know, and it's, you know, because of the conditions, we didn't want to back off either, you know. And they were, they were putting a little pressure on. They had runners on there late. And it's just, you know, a, a fly, you didn't have to hit a fly ball very hard tonight to get it out to left. So we felt like we needed to keep the pedal down the whole game. And uh, luckily, we were able to do that with the stolen base and some timely hits and some big hits. Yeah, I feel like it, you know, I've talked a lot about the depth of of this team, and uh, and there's a lot of depth on that pitching mound. And for two starters, Nick Hoffman and Nick Clayton, to pitch in relief tonight is a testament to that depth. And we got a lot of a lot of guys who have some young guys. We have two sophomores in the rotation the rest of the weekend, and another sophomore and a freshman that are also right there. Um, and so it just just speaks to the physical talent uh, on this roster and the way these guys have, have developed. We've got a support staff here and a strength and conditioning program and a, a lot of things that are second to none. Uh, so these kids are very lucky to have the resources and the facilities that they do and the support they have administratively uh, so that they can really maximize their potential. And that's you know what this is about. You know, Talk about team success being defined as did you reach your potential? Did the team reach its potential? Did each individual reach their potential? And um, there's no excuses. There's, we're not lacking anything. And you know, when we play well, we feel like we got a chance to win. Yeah, the few guys uh, banged up. You know, Corbett uh, was still kind of nursing a, a high ankle sprain, and and uh, Willie T still still kind of coming back. You know, I was yelling at him to stay at first on the double. Um, but uh, Cooper, Cooper's, Cooper will be in there tomorrow. And um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's you know, they're all short-term stuff. So uh, don't feel like it's anything that's going to hold anyone out long-term. Yeah, I mean, he'll probably be in the two-hole tomorrow. Um, but, you know, just just like him up early, the leadoff spot, I, you know, for a guy like him, you know, maybe he gets a first-pitch fastball uh, to lead off the game. You know, we had a, we had a kid at Michigan that, that led off um, named Jordan Wogu. And when you have that, that power-speed threat and a guy who um, – you know, up until Caden's last two at bats, I, I thought he did a really good job with his plate decisions and, you know, laying off some pitches. You know, you saw him put the ball in play with two strikes, and you know, um, know he had a couple of strikeouts there at the end. But just feel like you know he's a guy that we want to get more at bats too, um, and hitting in the top of the order, maybe get an extra at bat here or there. Uh, but also, you know, when you're hitting in the top of the order and um, you know, you got a chance to to drive a ball to 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 start the game, uh, and I think as an opposing pitching coach, you know, just I defer to Coach Bellinger a lot of times, and he talks about who it's tough on our team to call pitches against, 
and um, you know it's just that it's the threat of the of if you miss over the middle he's going to hit it out and so it's just gets gets you know maybe people a little tentative about how to pitch to a guy uh, when he's got that power threat and so you know we try to you know design the lineups so you have you know maybe different you got a guy like Blake Wright that super aggressive hitting in the three hole but he's sandwiched between maybe a couple of guys who are a little more patient and see more pitches and then a guy like Corbett super aggressive early swinger um, you know with a guy like Chad Ferry who goes deeper into counts so it's just you know trying to trying to be a little bit uh, you know pretty thoughtful and intentful of of constructing a lineup uh, and tomorrow's will be different than today we'll have a couple more new guys in there too but uh, we feel like, again, we've got depth, just like we have depth on the mound. We have depth of, in the position player group as well. And so, uh, you know, it's, that's going to be a challenge for us is getting all these guys the reps that they need. But, you know, it's, it's, it's great to turn them loose and let them, let them see them run and see them swing and, and, uh, and play as, as fundamentally sound as they did tonight with the explosiveness as well. You told us the other day that you didn't expect yeah, and he's been doing that all fall. Jacob's been a, a you know a freshman who's not a freshman. He's more mature than a freshman. He's an older soul kind of kid, and you know just you know it's more just getting him to talk more and assume that leadership role. And he got voted by his teammates as a rising leader in the underclass. So I think he knows he's you know kind of needs to step into that vocal vocal role more especially with the position he plays um but the ability uh, from an ability standpoint there was never a question about that and he's made a lot of strides with his receiving and that's a position where we prioritize receiving over everything because it happens the most uh, but to see him get his first collegiate hit uh as a home run as a reward for a kid who works extremely hard uh he was also voted a. Uh, a rising well he was yeah like I said he's voted rising leader because of his work ethic and uh, you know have the guys rank who they think you know or vote who they think are the hardest workers on the team in in certain areas and you know so he was he's always a guy that people point to when they talk about him as a guy who works extremely hard so it's great to see guys get rewarded that work hard He was on 80 pitches tonight, and we just felt like um, five innings was good. He, he didn't get to 80 pitches, but that was his limit tonight. And um, you know, five innings just kind of felt right. Didn't didn't feel the need to extend him at where the game was at that point. Um, but yeah, he'll he can he can build up, you know. But he, you're right; he hasn't started since high school, so um, you know we'll have to be pretty thoughtful and. How, how we progress him and, and do so gradually. You know, he's not gonna, he's not gonna throw 100 pitches next weekend. Um, but, uh, but it's great seeing him out there because he's such a competitor and it means so much to him to wear Clemson on his chest. And he talks about that, just being from Easley and lifelong Clemson fan. And, you know, it's just his care level is so high. So to see him transition to a, a starter role and take it in stride saying whatever's best for the team 
you know, those are the guy, to, those are the foxhole guys that you just, you know, go to war with any day, and you know, it's easy to cheer for those guys. What do you think he handled that third inning when he got a little bit of a hole? But how he handled there at the end? We we knew he would he would find a way out of it. He doesn't he doesn't seem to be a kid that gets rattled. Uh, and even if he gave up a run, we knew we would respond. And you know, he, it was only that one inning where he actually even allowed base runners. So, um, you know, to four out of five innings to I think have one two threes, um, pretty awesome response and, and kind of what we expected. Just because he's 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 a guy that in the fall, you know, his his actually his his worst inning in the fall a few times was the first one just because he was learning the starter role you know and it was a you he's used to hey go get ready in five minutes and now he's got 50 minutes and um so it was just more of learning that routine uh, but as he's learned it and as he settled in it's we found that he gets better as the uh as the innings go on so you know it's college baseball it's metal bats it's you know hitterish type days like today you know there's good players and you know people are going to score runs but He's not a guy that's going to, seems like he's going to be rattled or phased. And if he gets knocked, knocked down, he'll, he'll get right back up because that's the type of kid he is. Yeah, that was great. You know, Cam Canarella inserted himself into the lineup from really from the start, from the jump, from day one. He just has a knack for putting the bat on the ball. He's kind of like Cooper Engel in that regard, just an elite hand-eye skill and bat-to-ball skill and makes very good plate decisions for a young kid. It's one guy that Coach Bellinger said, of, you know, of everyone on our staff, it's tough to pitch to him just because it's, it's hard to find holes to, to attack. He can just he can cover the whole plate, and there's not many guys who can truly cover all 17 inches. And, uh, and he's just got... He's got the ability to put the barrel on the ball, and he's another kid that always seems to stay centered. He always gets back to neutral, doesn't get too high, doesn't get too low, and uh, so he, he's, you know, we uh, we felt really good about him. What was different is moving him to the outfield, and that was a result of Will Taylor still coming back from the knee, and we had a collision in the outfield. Uh, we had Corbett uh, sprained his ankle, so we had in the course of like a week, we had three outfielders out, and this was like two weeks ago, and we just said, hey, Cam, go go out there and take fly balls, and he's such an athlete. You know, he just, he just, he's, that's what he is. He's an athlete out there, and he actually gets incredible jumps and reads on balls, so it's probably going to be hard to pull him out of center field. Um, but, yeah, he, he's a guy, and then, uh, you know, Jack Crichton, that was probably a, a byproduct of, we knew he he was doing very well offensively with all the metrics that we keep regarding plate decisions and quality contact and consistent contact. He was, you know, in the top nine in the leaderboards and a lot of the things that we measure and value. So we knew we had to get him at bats, but we I don't I don't know if we anticipated a, an opening day start. So to see him put some good at bats together today was was really cool. Um, and Nate Hall's another guy that he's another freshman that's going to be in there, and you know Leighton Lackey. We've I mean we've got some good freshmen on this team for sure. Uh, but to see Jacob Gerald get his first collegiate hit as a home run, that's for a kid that works as hard as he does, and uh, really cool stuff. What, what is it about Brian's stuff? 
it's just it's three pitches that that have completely different movement profiles. So it's a fastball that has what's called induced vertical break, so it fights gravity really well. So a hitter swings in a spot, but the ball doesn't drop like the hitter is trained to think it's going to drop. Uh, it just kind of stays on that plane. Uh, he's got a slider that obviously goes to the side and drops a little bit, but then a split finger that drops, and he throws all of them with, you know, full effort. It's not like he slows his arm or, or delivery or anything on any of his pitches and throws all three of them for strikes. So it's just, it's tough when you're facing a guy like that that's a, a strike thrower that's got three pitches that all can get swing and miss in the strike zone and out of the strike zone. You know, it's just, and then you, you combine the, the character traits of that kid and what's in his heart and his chest and you know, and the toughness that guy has, I mean, that's that's the type of tone setter we want at the beginning of the weekend. You know, not finish. I mean, love to have him in all the roles, but, you know, we just felt like he was most valuable setting the tone on the front end of a weekend. Pinch ran for Taylor there in the eighth. I'm guessing that had more to do with easing Taylor back and not uh, looking for the stolen brace record. Oh, oh, yeah. I was yelling at him to stay at first. Uh, yeah, but... Uh, he 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 saw that ball go down the line and he hit it hard so he he knew it was a double and jogged into second but um i didn't know i didn't I had no idea what the stolen base record was um until Hennessy told me uh at the end of the game i said why didn't you tell me sooner we would have tried to steal a couple more um no we didn't we didn't set out to break any stolen base records it was just we we saw as the game went on that was an opportunity we were trying to get a big lead to see a, a pickoff move. We didn't see any pickoff moves, so we started running and catcher, you know, a uh, couple of tough throws for him, um, and we were able to just capitalize on it, so we, we kept going to it, and just one of those, you know, one of those things where it's like in football when you run a play and it works and you run it again and it works, you just keep running it till it doesn't work, and, you know, and that's kind of what we did. Austin Gordon making his first start uh, tomorrow. He's consistent growth and improvement. He's a guy that you know he's he's getting stronger. He's putting on weight. He's developing his stuff. He's always had good command. He's a freakish athlete. I mean, he's he's one of our best infielders along with one of our best pitchers. Um, just a tremendous athlete all the way around. Um, so just the you know the the mind body connection, being able to do things uh, multi sport, just one of those those guys. If we were all playing pickup basketball, he'd be doing three sixty dunks. And you know, there's just he's just he's just blessed. He's you know he's he's touched by God. As you know, you're you're going to be a super athlete, and uh, and that's what he is. And so for him, some of these athletic movements come a little bit easier, and now he's starting to blossom and fill out and. You know his stuff is really good, and I'm sure uh, you know it's his it's his first start. Uh, so um, you know it, but you know he's got his whole team behind him, and he sees the the defense that we have behind him, and so I, I know he'll have uh, a lot of confidence and trust in them. What's that? 
Yeah, Co Coach Bellinger. Every every message he sends on our on our group me or you know team accounts, it's it's always followed with the best pitching staffs and best pitchers in the country consistently pound the strike zone. Like we all have it just ingrained in our minds. He's ingrained it in every single player, coach, staff member. Like, and it's just we all have completely. You know, everybody knows it, knows the importance of throwing strikes, but when it's just reinforced all the time in every bullpen, immediately after they get their strike percentage, it's posted for the whole team to see. It becomes a competitive thing that, you know, they're all chasing the, the standard, which is 64% strikes, and then they see who the leaderboard is. It's just, it's awesome. It's, it's simplistic genius type stuff, and, um, and our, our pitchers have totally bought into it, and it's just, it's going to be fun to watch. It's, it, I, I can speak personally as a position player who's played infield and outfield. It's fun to play behind pitchers who consistently pound the strike zone and keep you engaged and get you action. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and our pitchers have, have done a great job of buying into that philosophy. And one of Jimmy's superpowers is knowing how to call the game and, and read swings and make adjustments. And he's a tremendous pitch caller. And uh, so... You know, so between, you know, his coaching philosophies, the players buy into it, the, the pitch calling, the catcher, the defense, everything, it's, you know, it's championship baseball.